Welcome to Him for Her Radio. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him Prison Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. If you say what you want to say Sugbury, and I am your host on Him for Her Radio. You heard it right, Him, H-I-M, number for her radio. And I have such an exciting topic for today. You know what? You can find us on himprisonministries.org when you go online. I encourage you to do that. Encourage you to check out our website. Would you do me a favor and add on there any of your suggestions any of your victories, any of your challenges that you would like to hear about on air on the radio, because this is a safe place for you. This is your show, Women's Hot Topics. And today, hang on to your belt, your bootstraps. I think that would be even better. We don't want your pants falling down. Hang on to your bootstraps, because today we've got the topic of anxiety. One word, simple, no big fancy title. As much as I tried to work it, it didn't work out. Anxiety, that word just says it all. And I am here with one of my favorite people, Mrs. Reagan Kramer. She's my co-host for today. Would you please say hello? Hello, Shug. I'm so excited to talk about today's hot topic. Anxiety. Ladies, do you all battle with anxiety? You know, I, I, I would probably say the unanimous word would be yes, in one way or another. We have a guest with us today. She is a clinical social worker, a licensed clinical social worker. She uh, works in child and family therapists. And, you know, just Reagan said it all. What did you say, Reagan? She is smart. Just say, let's just say she's a smart lady. <laughs> she's got it going. And her name is Jody Schreiber. Jody, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, I'm going to spell your last name for people in case they want to look you up or find Great. out where you are. It's Jody Schreiber, S-C-H-R-E-I-B-E-R. Now, Jody, tell us a little about yourself, if you could, please. Sure. So I am, a, um, like you said, a clinical social worker, and I have a private practice in Eden Prairie, um, Um, And I see really anybody 12 and older in my practice, and I do counseling. So you work with kids and adults. I do. I work with a lot of adolescents, uh, college age, couples, individuals. Uh, It's a pretty mixed bag. Okay. And you also go into prison, isn't that right? I do go into prison. I lead a Bible study uh, through Bible Study Fellowship at the Shakopee Women's Prison. I love it. This is where she and I first got connected, uh, listeners. We got connected in Bible Study Fellowship, BSF. I was helping lead the team to get into the first prison in the world, which was in Shakopee Prison. I had the privilege to work alongside Jody for at least, what, four or five years. It was quite a while. Yeah, we were the pilot team yeah, that came yeah. in. It was we're fun. the pioneers. Yeah, it was exciting. We're trudging new territory <laughs> in prison. But, you know, if I get on that topic, I won't get off of it. So let's come back to anxiety. Women in prison and out battle with anxiety all the time. And as I was talking with Miss Reagan here next to me about anxiety, I said, how do you know if you have anxiety 
attacks or not. And what did you say, Reagan? I said, oh, you know, if you're having an anxiety attack. Yeah. I mean, for me, I felt like I was having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Which would be called a panic attack. And yeah, that that can be a common um, symptom of Part of anxiety. Well, it's under the umbrella of anxiety, and it depends on the severity. Um, Mm -hmm. But we have what's called panic disorder. Mm -hmm. And yes, you know when you're having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. John? quite scary. Do you get a little panicky when you know I'm coming in? (laughs) I do every day. I can tell. I can tell. He's starting to freak out back there. Around 1.45, I have a panic attack. We better get to the good points so that he knows how to deal with it. Okay, so uh, for our listeners, let's break it down. You know, I, I... know about what everybody deals with and just like general anxiety, but what is anxiety? What do the symptoms look like? And how does somebody know if they have something that's a little bit beyond what a normal reaction is? Yeah. And it really has to do with kind of how pervasive it is, because as I kind of talk about what the symptoms are, most people are going to be able to relate Mm -hmm. um, to having these at times, depending on what's going on in their life. But symptoms are really wide ranging and they're really can be different for everybody. And also um, there's a difference between how children and teenagers experience it compared to adults. But I'm going to kind of focus on the adult issue today. But um, just difficulty controlling worrying. You, you really feel like you're worrying all the time. Maybe you can't get off of one particular thing you're worrying about it. Um, and we kind of call that ruminating where you just feel like it's constantly looping in your brain even though you don't want to be thinking about it or you're trying to do some things to distract yourself from it. Um, restlessness fatigue. Um, Obviously, sleep issues can create fatigue. Um, Difficulty concentrating, irritability, muscle tension, um, shortness of breath and heart Mm -hmm. palpitations, which oftentimes can kind of be a precursor to a panic attack. Um, Tingling in your extremities, again, that could be a warning sign that you're maybe heading towards one and you want to implement some coping strategies to alleviate that. Irrational fears, you know, just being really anxious about something, you know, that you know really probably you shouldn't be as anxious about. Um, And again, I would say obsessive thoughts as well. Um, Really, really just that worrying and that ruminating. So Jody, are people born with anxiety? Does it does something trigger them as they get older? Is that like for me? I felt like there was an event. Um, mm-hmm. But what what's most common in your Good practice? Question, Reagan. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say that there's one um, common thing. Um, when we look at the causes, usually what I'm if I'm looking for that, I'm looking for is there a genetic predisposition? Meaning, you know, we may look at family history. I'm going to look at the um, how long the person has um, remembered sort of feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's a genetic predisposition, oftentimes they are able to say that even as a child they had some issues with that. Um, and that but they can, maybe didn't know what it was. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they didn't have it as a child, but then maybe went through um, you know, puberty or mm-hmm. into adulthood. And as their brain is developing and there's hormonal changes and those sorts of things, it can sort of rear its ugly head, even though it's, it is it is maybe genetic. So the way we look at that is family history and mm-hmm. just the history of, you know, their life to see if it's something that they've experienced. Um, also, you know, just brain chemistry, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a genetic thing. You know, it, it can just be how your brain is developing or what's going on in your life can affect brain chemistry, which can um, impact levels of anxiety. 
obviously life events like you yeah. shared, Reagan, um, yeah. life events or a traumatic experience mm-hmm. can really set you on a path uh, to struggle with anxiety. And then also just, I think, your personality, um, how you look at and interpret things that happen to you in daily life. Um, it's just kind of your bent. Um, you know, that can affect also whether or not you mm-hmm. maybe necessarily struggle with it or not. You know, I want to ask you another question um, about what a panic attack is. What is, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, a lot of the symptoms sound like a heart attack. I mean, mm-hmm. and but right before we get to that, I just want to tell you, if you're just tuning in right now, this is Him for Her Radio. My name is Shugbury. I'm with the awesome co-host of Reagan Kramer. Our guest today is Jody Schreiber. She is a licensed clinical social worker, and today's topic is anxiety, ladies, um, the hot topic of anxiety. So could you just break down for me, what are some of the categories of different types of anxiety, and, and what would the symptoms of those look like? Yeah, so I think of anxiety, you know, if you want to think about it like a big umbrella, and then there's certain different types underneath that umbrella. So um, that would be generalized anxiety disorder. There's social anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, or OCD, you commonly hear it called, panic disorder, um, where you regularly do experience um, panic attacks and a lot of fears, phobias, and then also post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, mm-hmm. which is also, it's commonly called. Mm-hmm. Reagan, have you experienced that before? <laughs> she's nodding her head. I'm having an anxiety attack right now. <laughs> maybe I've had a lot maybe of coffee. she's no. having PTSD. I'm triggering Reagan. After being You're triggering me. me. I have. And by the grace of God, I want to say, if you're listening, there's healing. And I think that's something we're going to get to with Jody. But, um, yeah, I had an event um, when in my early 30s. And after that event, I was on an airplane, and I had my first panic attack. So Mm -hmm. I was in closed quarters, and that's kind of what happened in the first event that caused this. And I was triggered, and I literally thought I was dying on the plane. Like, you feel like you're going to die if you're having a real panic attack. Well, what does it feel like? It does feel like a heart attack. Your heart's beating on your chest. You're sweating. And that's all I can explain it is, like, you feel like you will probably die. And I don't know if mine was extreme. Like, I'm like, either this plane's going to crash or I will just die. Because I, it, it just mm-hmm. came out of nowhere. And then I'm like, okay, that was just an incident. Maybe I was, you know, triggered by something. And then um, a couple weeks later, I was driving and I went through the car wash. And the same thing happened. So it was just for whatever reason, if I was in a closed quarters and you're shaking your head, Jody, like, yeah, that sounds kind of common. Yeah, there can be certain things that feel similar. Either, mm-hmm. you know, it looks similar, it feels similar, it smells similar, and yeah. that can, you know, trigger that. Yeah. And so, but I was also kind of early in my walk with the Lord. So in one time I was driving and I kind of felt like I was choking. And at one level, I'm like, okay, is this spiritual warfare or is this a panic attack or is it both? And I had all these questions going through my mind, you know, and I'm just crying out to God, you know, mm-hmm. to show me what to do next to heal from this. Cause this is not me. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I would say is it, it just doesn't feel like you, you don't feel like yourself and yeah. it's really hard and frustrating, but I'd always go to Philippians four, six and seven. And I memorize this during that hard time. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that's what got me through that time with a good counselor. 
Yeah. So amazing. you did seek out a therapist to help you through yes. this. Mm-hmm. And and what benefit did you receive from that, Reagan? Um, it was a process. I mean, I had to go through some of those events that got me to that place. Um, but you know, I think I think God uses these things sometimes to bring us to a point where we need to heal from things we didn't even know we needed to heal from. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you see that in your practice too. Mm -hmm. Um, And now, like I said, by the grace of God, I don't have a lot of that, but I mean, there's always a a small trigger, but now I know what it is. So can you explain to us, Jody, what is actually happening chemically in your body? Mm -hmm. Because that helped me a lot. Yeah. So with anxiety, just in general, um, you know, we have our our um, nervous system has two branches. We have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. And so that's the the part of our, you know, it, it basically gives us the chemicals that we need um, to deal with a perceived threat. So you're right. If we see a bear, we're going to either fight, you know, or flee or pretend we're dead. And those chemicals help us to do that. And so that's a part of our nervous system that kicks in. But our kind of our brain doesn't really know. It, it just knows perceived threat. It doesn't know if it's a bear or a job interview or a big right. test like the ACT, right? So we still have that chemistry going on. And so that that is is sometimes, I think, can get overloaded. and Or we're sort of in that fight or flight all the time because we have some underlying anxiety. And so we're kind of always mm-hmm. a little bit elevated, which which does affect our heart rate, our breathing, um, you know, ability to slow our our brain down and our thinking down. And when that goes on for a long period of time, oftentimes it can result um, in a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And there's different reasons why that occurs. And it also does sometimes feel different in different people. Like Reagan's describing it as feeling like a heart attack and she felt like she was dying and her heart's beating out of her je- chest. For other people, it feels like they are, they're sick, like they have the flu mm-hmm. and they just feel terrible and they're their cold sweats and they feel nauseous or they have an upset stomach. Um, so it, it can look, you know, different ways. But basically what's happening when you're having a panic attack is that you're hyperventilating mm-hmm. and your body is mm-hmm. just grasping for mm-hmm. air. And the hyperventilation comes from long periods of time of what we call shallow breathing. Um, so you're really not getting a full breath, but you don't notice that you're a little bit under that. And so over time, you start to have mm-hmm. physical symptoms. If you're just listening, ladies, this is not a medical show on heart attacks. We're talking about anxiety. <laughs> and my name is Shugbury. You're listening to Him for Her Radio with I've got an awesome co-guest host with me today, Reagan Kramer. And our guest today is Jody Schreiber. She is a child and family therapist, a licensed clinical uh, social worker, and she is guiding us in the areas of anxiety. So my question, Jody, to you, my husband has had a heart attack. He's had a stint put in. All these symptoms sound the same. What advice do you give to someone who's experiencing this? Is it physical or is it anxiety? Yeah, I always, if I have a client come in to see me and they're having physical symptoms, I may think, you know, as we talk about it, I may think that it it might be due to anxiety or stress, but I always recommend that you see your doctor. Mm-hmm. Um I would do that first, even, and, and your doctor can be an excellent resource to refer you also to a therapist or a counselor. Yeah, that's good advice. You know, men and women are designed differently, as we all know. But I have often heard from doctors, particularly, that men will just pass out when it comes to anxiety mm-hmm. and, and they can't handle it. Have you noticed a difference? You were talking about how we're wired, you were talking about hormones, et cetera. Is there a difference between how men 
and women handle anxiety? Um, I, I, I think it, there's a difference in how men and women handle emotion and how they handle stress. You know, anxiety does look similar, though, when we're really talking about clinical anxiety. Um, so it, there's similarities. It's just different in how we cope and deal. Because in, as a therapist, I mean, you asked Reagan, you know, how was it helpful for her to see a counselor? You're looking at, at a couple different things. One is intervention. Mm-hmm. That's where a therapist can be helpful in saying, okay, let's, we need to interrupt this. We need to help figure out what's going on here. But then there's the prevention. How am I going to implement some things into my daily life that are going to help me manage this better? Mm-hmm. And I remember when it happened to me, Jody, um, I've, you know, you don't know what's going on. It's weird. It's different. And how, how, do, how would you tell our listeners out there, like, I felt, you know, some shame and like, okay, like, who am I going to tell about this? Like, what is going on? Am I going crazy? You know, and mm-hmm. once I started talking to other people about it, I was surprised how many people did struggle with anxiety that I knew mm-hmm. and they had never discussed it. So mm-hmm. um, how do you get help and when do you know you need to get help? Yeah, well, I, I want to comment on, on what you just said first. I, you know, we really have to remember that this is our brain and our body. You know, you're not crazy mm-hmm. that there's brain chemistry going on and different things in our life affect that. But it is a health issue. And that's one of the problems that I see sort of in our mental health system today is that I I don't think that we have looked at it necessarily like a health issue. Mm -hmm. You know, that somebody who is a diabetic needs insulin. They're not going to not take insulin, right? They're not going to do the the lifestyle changes that they need to manage their diabetes. It's the same with mental health. Sometimes you, it's change in diet, it's change in exercise, it's change in, you know, you possibly need medication to help you with that brain chemistry and then the daily living things. So I really want people to, you know, like you said, there's shame around it, but You know, it's a health thing. This is your brain and your body. It, it, you know. But I, mm-hmm. I get the shame piece. But I think part of that is is our culture. Yeah, our society. Yeah. Do you happen to deal differently with children? You said over twelve. You see uh, kids. Have you ran into a lot of anxiety with kids? What's probably the most common? And then also, how is that handled with kids? What advice do you have for parents out there whose children battle with anxiety? What I would, what I say, and I really get on a soapbox about this is. One, I would much rather see your child early on if you're, you have concerns than kind of pushing it aside and, and waiting to kind of see what's going to happen. Because I'd rather just see them maybe one or two times than, than they're in my office and now this kid really needs to work with me for six months to a year. You know, the, the schedules that kids have now mm-hmm. and the pressures that they have and the responsibilities that they have, it's really difficult and time-consuming to come see somebody every week. And financially, it's costly, mm-hmm. too. So I just really want therapists to almost be integrated into, you know, our health care like Right. We use pediatricians and the dentist and, you know, I love families who mm-hmm. just come in kind of for checkups and um, we work on a few things and tweak a few things mm-hmm. or I might have sort of an outside um, view on some things that maybe they're not seeing. So that would be the first thing. The second, the, really the most common thing I see with adolescents in particular, now my practice is in the suburbs, you know, I'm I'm working more with kids who are um, probably from more um, 
middle class to upper class families. And so what I'm seeing is the pressure. It's Mm -hmm. the striving to um, achieve. And that creates a lot of anxiety. Our kids are very capable and they are overachievers. And it's not necessarily the parents pushing them. It's the comparison with each other and them not knowing that maybe they're at another level um, Mm -hmm. achievement wise. And they can go for long periods of time. But what happens um, in our brain is that you're you're in that anxiety place, you're in that fight or flight. And when you go long periods of time like that, it can actually result in depression. Yeah. And that that takes a long time to, to pull um, a kid out of that. And I see that in prison quite a bit. The women, you know, the tough, the tough thing is, did they use drugs as a mm-hmm. self-medication for the anxiety and the issues that they're battling, which mm-hmm. one of them oftentimes is depression, mm-hmm. or was that caused because of the drugs um, that they've been using, et cetera? And it's, you know, it's a tough thing. I agree, Jody. And, and those of you that are listening out there, if you have any pull in the world of, of therapists or uh, uh, working with people, it, it would just be awesome if we could get this integrated into our healthcare system, mm-hmm. that it wouldn't be considered, oh, you're going to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? You must be crazy. Um, that's certainly a stigma that people have, which is wrong. I mean, we need to really rally around people. You know, scripture is very, very clear. I've just got countless scriptures in my head right now that says, um, as as Reagan had said, don't be anxious about anything from Philippians. Uh, Psalm says, when I'm afraid, I may put my trust in you. Second Timothy says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, mm-hmm. But a power and love and self-control. Deuteronomy says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. Ladies, if you battle with anxiety right now, could you just take a couple minutes and pray? Could you just get on your knees? Could you bow to the Lord when you have a moment and ask him, Jesus, I need your help. Help me, Lord. I battle with this anxiety. I battle with the difficulties of life. I don't know if I can continue to go on anymore. Ladies, it's as easy as asking God to come into your life and to help heal you. Mm-hmm. It's simple. And if you've never done this before, I encourage you to do this because our Lord God came down from heaven to earth to give you that opportunity to have the Holy Spirit live in you. He died for our sins. He died for our grievances. He died for our difficulties. And now let's just surrender them to him. And when you surrender this to him, he's going to lift you up in such a powerful way by the Holy Spirit to counsel, to give you love, to guide you. And maybe he'll be guiding you to the counselor that's a perfect fit for you. So ladies, I encourage you to do that today. The prayer is simple. Father, I am a sinner. I ask that you come into my life. Forgive me, Jesus, for my sins. I ask you will heal me and make me whole through your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies, if you said that prayer today for the very first time, tell somebody else. If you battle with anxiety, find a good counselor, find a good therapist. Jody, how can they be in contact with you? They can just Google me. Um, It's Jody, J-O-D-Y, and then Schreiber, S-C-H-R-E-I, B as in boy, E-R. They could also go to psychologytoday.com. That is a website where um, many, many therapists in private practice have a profile page. So they can go there and email me from there or call me from that as well. 
Can you just take a couple minutes and share with us a rewarding story that you have about someone who came in possibly with anxiety and how therapy helped them? Gosh, I have a lot, you know, and it's really the simple things. Those those are rewarding to me in the sense that I think sometimes people put it off and put it off and think it's going to be too hard. And it's the ones that, that we really just implement some pretty simple things like talking about getting enough sleep mm-hmm. and making sure you're eating and making sure that you're um, talking and praying and reaching out to people. And it, it really is amazing how much of a change that can make in mm-hmm. someone's life. That's that prevention piece, you know, making the changes mm-hmm. every day. But um, yeah, probably my favorite is just a teenage girl who, who implemented a few simple things and it really made a huge difference in her life. Oh, how rewarding. Yeah. Reagan, thank you so much thank for you, being Shug. here, thank my you, Jody. friend. Love thank you, view. Jody Schreiber. Look her up, find her. You can also go to himprisonministries.org and shoot me off an email if you're looking for her. This is Shugbury, him for her radio, women's hot topics. Over and out. I love you. Till next time.